Are you a mum looking for some parenting inspiration, tips and advice, stories on the ups and downs we face in our lives as parents, some humour and a little bit of fun? Then you may have just found what you're looking for. Hi and welcome to the Parenting in the Thick of It show. I'm your host Louise Clark, a certified parent coach known to many as your parenting partner. As a mum to three teenagers, you can bet I've probably been there, done that and heard it all. Trust me, there'll be few things that I haven't experienced firsthand. I created this podcast because I just love to help mums like you find ways to navigate life in the thick of it and find a way out of it. Hi and welcome to part 17 in the ADHD book club podcast series that I am running on the brilliant book called What Your ADHD Child Wishes You Knew by Dr. Sharon Celine. Please note that the information I share in this podcast episode is copyright to Dr. Celine. So today I'm discussing chapter 13 titled Plugged In, Crazy About Technology. And I always It made me laugh because I'm like, who's crazy about technology? We're crazy about it, but our kids are crazy for it. And it poses a huge challenge to to all parents, whether you have a child with ADHD or not. I think there's nothing that has challenged parents ever quite like technology has. And, you know, before I go on, this is outside the confines of the book. But my opinion with regard to technology is that And it's that of, I share that of Dr. Shafali Sabari's, Oprah's favorite favorite parenting author. She always says, and in a quote that she actually manufactured for me, for the uh, Conscious Family Organizer, now known as the Parenting in the Thick of It Family Organizer, the quote for the technology page, which is the August um, month, the theme of the month is technology. Here's the quote from Dr. Shafali, and I want to just include it here. Sorry, my uh, computer is going a bit bonsai here with emails coming in and it's distracting me. Um, so the quote is, technology is not the enemy. The root problem is our inability to create boundaries around it. And more importantly, true connections between us and our children. Once we have the boundaries and the connection in place, technology fails to be an issue. And I share it here because I really do think that it hits the nail on the head. Because just think about this. If you were really good with your boundaries and your device use, and your children were really good with sticking to the limits because you set firm boundaries around their device use, and that you coped with the pushback and then pushing you on the limits and it just failed to be an issue, would you be as triggered by technology as you are? And so that brings me round to asking you, what is the problem and who is the problem? And what is the problem and challenge as a result of? Um, so just a di- slightly different perspective that I, I think is very, very true. So... Like most American youngsters, kids with ADHD use technology for entertainment, socialising and relaxation. And with its countless options, the internet and devices that access it are a goldmine for kids with ADHD because they can instantly satisfy their natural distractibility by doing several things simultaneously. 
So while finding stimulation anytime, anywhere can be exciting, it can lead kids further away from themselves and into numbing out. As parents, the breadth of online and social media options and activity for our youngsters can seem mind-blowing. And, you know, we're so networked now, we're so connected now, we live in such a, 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 a um, digital world age, I, I was saying distracted, digital and um, disconnected, those are the three um, words I use in my Parenting the Modern Teen book, but we're so connected now that the online world has taken things that we that used to be private and personal and made them public and tangible. And if you add the impulsive aspects of ADHD into the mix, the likelihood of considering the consequences of 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 any action online, like snarky words on someone's wall or friending some way from someone from Norway, it's quite low. So even more than their peers, kids with ADHD simply do not possess the developmental capacity to stop themselves when something feels like fun. So we have to explicitly teach them online safety over and over again. And it could be daunting to convey to children and teens why and how they should monitor their digital activities when everyone's so plugged in. And here lies our influence on them, our capacity to role model the type of behavior that we wish our kids would adopt and should adopt and could adopt um, digitally. So monkey see, monkey do. And we have to really shine the, the spotlight on ourselves and see, you know, how, how good am I? And on, in, on page 205, Dr. Celine shares exercise eight, which is reflections on how you use your technology. You know, how often do you use it? Go on your, your computer or your phone. Is it too much? Are you modeling using technology in ways you feel good about? Before you begin to teach digital citizenship, honestly reflect on your own habits. And, you know, the constant pull on our attention can be addicting for, for us. But for kids or adults with ADHD who are naturally drawn to the new stimuli, they're particularly seductive. You know, the, the online world is very seducing for them. And, you know, parents I work with often say to me, but, you know, my kid says, Dad or Mom, you're on the phone on your device the whole time. And, you know, what we come up with is, yeah, we have to because it's for work. But, you know, I know in, in our lives, I really work hard to not interrupt what is my off time with on time. And I know my husband finds that harder. And there's times where I, I say to him, it's Sunday morning. This does not need to be done right now. I mean, give or take the emergency situations. But so often we actually, we interrupt our downtime in dealing with something that's not a high priority because we actually just want to get it off our list, get it off our mind and relax. But we have to watch that because if we do that, we're role modeling that to our kids and they're going to say, well, I just need to send Snapchat someone quickly or I just need to check out something on YouTube. Where does it end? So it's, you know, just as you explicitly instruct children not to lie, your children not to lie, steal or punch maybe, you have to impact, impart your values regarding digital matters and online safety as well. So really the lessons begin with us considering the role the role you and if you have a partner, 
your partner want technology to play in your family life and trying to create a family digital blueprint. And once you're clear on the role you want it to play, then with that clarity, you need to be able to set up the boundaries you need to protect what you value and have your children be part of the process. Because if they've been a part of the creation of boundaries and limits, they're more likely to to stick to them because they've been heard, they've been understood, you listen to them, they've had their they've put their point forward, and you collaboratively come to a an agreement on, for example, limits. So the big question is how to get them off their screens when they're on the screens. And on page two oh seven, she starts. Uh, uh, the in the middle of the page, she has a subheading called "Easy on, Easy off," and at the end of the day. Although logging into devices happens easily, logging off can be an ordeal for everyone because the kids are masters of delay maneuvers. Dr. Celine, I love that. They are MODMs. They're masters of delay maneuvers and they're incapable of resisting the appeal of the computer, phone or tablet. And it eases their boredom. It allows them to play a game. It allows them to connect to a friend. Um, you know, they just, they can, it's so hard to say no to it. So in this, in this uh, kind of subcategory here, she talks about using devices as rewards or removing them as threats. And you all know how I feel about bribes, rewards and threats. I'm not a big fan of them. And it would appear that Dr. Celine isn't either, albeit Kids with ADHD sometimes do need a little bit of extra motivation and inspiration to help them do chores that or, or things, the non-preferred activities, should I say. So she has lots of really cool ideas for this. And um, on page 210, um, she, she calls it running the easy on, easy off program to follow these steps. There's four steps. So at the beginning of a time-limited screen session, set up two timers, one for you, one for your kids. Tell them they'll have two warnings. So this is the rule of three. Remember the rule of three, the warning. So remind them at five minutes, remind them at two minutes and use the rule of three for both warnings. Step two, when the five-minute warning arrives, go to your son or daughter. That doesn't mean yelling from another room. It means go to them and say, that's your five-minute warning. I'll come back in two minutes and then you reset the timer. Then step three, you go back in two minutes and you say, this is your two minute warning. I'm reminding you to start saving your work. And maybe you could ask them, where are you in your game? And if they say, well, I'm probably about five minutes away, say, okay, well, we've got two minutes. Let's just know your time's coming to an end. So let them hear you, hear them. Step four, when the timer goes off, if your child manages the easy off, commend them on their transition And they can either do their chosen activity immediately or this is another suggestion she has that say they've had an hour on their device and they're allowed that hour regardless. It's not being taken away of a punishment. It's not being added for a reward. It is what is that you have decided appropriate screen time. You can add a bonus time. And, and you can choose when they can begin it. So for example, you could have an hour is designated screen time, but if they come off, easy on, easy off, they tick that box, 
then they can have 30 minutes more screen time or 15 minutes more screen time, but at a time that suits you. And then maybe you can say, when you've done your non-preferred activities like chores and homework, then you can have your extra 30 minutes, but it's not before. So that was another um, idea she had. And she said, whatever you do, avoid negotiating, keep breathing. And remember, it's tough for everyone. Promising to withdraw a technology privilege may temporarily change a behaviour. We know it does, but it rarely has lasting effects. It fails to teach the necessary lifelong executive functioning skills. How will a threat help youngsters learn to end their games and study for a geometry test the next day? How will they eventually be able to switch tasks and meet deadlines at their jobs? And kids with ADHD need extra assistance as they mature to develop these skills related to transitions, flexibility and regulation. So, you know, we have to to use the stop, think and act and we have to really plot our course of, of action. She goes on in the remaining pages of this chapter to discuss the lure of com- computer games. And, you know, it is a huge lure, especially for for boys and you know in a life where where a child with ADHD and possibly a learning challenge may feel frustrated by a lack of achievement at school they meet with success every time they reach a designated level in a video game and this immediate feeling of of um competency competency ensues the problem is the seduction or, or video games lie in the lure of attaining the next level and it's never enough to finish one thing they quickly can become caught up in the vortex of just one more thing for kids with ADHD who tend to overfocus, misunderstand time and live predominantly in the present it can be almost impossible when the now of the game is totally captivating there is no later so healthy gaming is part of a balanced life that includes non-screen activities, caring friends and proficiency at school, sports or hobbies. And sometimes your child's fascination with gaming may lead to a career in designing or implementing them. Who knows? You never know at this stage. But when gaming takes priority over all the other activities, school, friendships, extracurricular Despite significant negative consequences, like they've maybe failed, they're maybe socially isolated, then computer gaming has become unhealthy and your child may well be addicted. And she recommends that when, if you suspect this, then it really you do need to seek professional help. So just to finish this chapter, I think it's really, really important for us to be very aware of our role as a monitor over our children's media diet. And when they're younger, we can monitor it and we can be in control of it. But I have to ask you, what is your ultimate goal? I know mine is equipping my kids with the life skills and the ability to delay gratification, to tolerate frustration, to be able to be bored and to be able to recognize when enough is enough on their phones or games or whatever it is they're doing digitally so that they can self-monitor and monitor themselves because I'm not going to be with them when they're 18, 19, 20. They're going to be somewhere else. And if they can't understand and self-regulate and notice when they've had too much, then there might be challenges. So... um. Pay attention to that and do what you can to try and help your child become a self-monitor.
and we need to be part of our teens online life and the the best way of doing this is for you to kind of enter their world and see what they're in and how they're dealing with it you want your child or teen to come to you instead of fishing around online for information when social issues or peer skirmishes arise and when you remember that digital learning uh, that learning digital citizenship takes time and practice then you can approach the steps with compassion, collaboration, consistency, and good choices with celebration. And remember the control piece in that, the last five of the five C's is self-control. It takes a lot for us to control ourselves in the face of our kids being on their phone all the time. When the minute they're bored, they're on their phone. They go to sit down on their breakfast, they'll pick up their phone. You know, I, I battle every day. I don't battle that's the wrong word. But, you know, my kids want to be on their phones. And I compassionately say to them, when you're eating your breakfast, you need to put your phone away. When we're at the table, no phones. And they might, we might be having a discussion at the, the dinner table. It happened last night. And my son said, here, I can look it up. I said, let's look it up after dinner. Because you know what, all know what it's like. One person gets their phone out to look up something. And yes, it was interesting to hear but then someone else wants to find something else. And then suddenly there's a song someone wants to, um, you to listen to. And so it goes on and on. So we have to be really good with our boundaries and really good at setting them, exceptionally good at holding the limits and killer good at dealing with the pushback because pushback is a normal child behavior, especially when it comes to screens. They don't understand our concerns. So I hope this has helped you. Remember, I am interviewing Dr. Celine very soon in a week or so on the podcast, uh, on her book. And keep sending me your questions. If you have any, reach out, send them to me, louise at yourparentingpartner.com. But till next time, thanks again for listening. Thanks for your support as ever. Bye for now. That's it for today's episode on the Parenting in the Thick of It show. If you enjoyed the show, please do share it with your friends and family. And remember, if you find yourself stuck in the thick of it and can't see a way out of it, please send me an email. I would love to help you. My email is louise at yourparentingpartner.com. And don't forget to take a look at the Parenting in the Thick of It family organizer that I created. It's an evergreen family calendar guaranteeing 12 months of use from whenever you start. It also includes beautifully illustrated, informative and interactive monthly parenting theme pages to guide you through the year. It's the perfect organizer for busy families to keep track of all their activities, plus help parents be the best parent they can be. It's more than just a calendar. You can find the link for this and the other social media platforms that I am on below the description in this episode. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to being with you all soon. Bye for now.